0: The Sunday night rant today with a special guest. No, no, no. Van, the REIV president. Who, Leah, you've done. Uh, you've done an amazing job with your team and the way that you've been able to coordinate real estate agents to put a nice, loud voice to a message. And the message and the campaign was very clear allow private inspections, allow private inspections, and we know that that now has come to fruition. So congratulations to you and your team. Big day for uh, those in Victoria.
1: Yeah, a huge day, huge day, Tom, yep.
0: Um, so Leah, I'm going to actually, I'm just going to read a, a note that's come, that was in part of the uh, The chorus, the communication piece today, and then I'm gonna, I'll bring you into the conversation. Most of this stuff you'd know, but uh, I'll just read it out for everyone here. The main stuff, and then we can just sort of talk about small issues. So the first thing that we clearly know is one-on-one inspections, private inspections are allowed, and um, reading here, and I'm trying to open this up here. Yes, reading here it says attendees are limited to one agent, one prospective purchaser or tenant who may be accompanied by one other person from an existing household or an intimate partner and the prospective purchaser or tenants, children under 18 years of age, if there are no alternative appropriate care arrangements. So Leah, in essence, what that is saying, that the agent with a buyer and uh, with that one owner there, um, correct?
1: Yep, yep, correct. So the example I use is, it could be my, myself, my husband, and my three kids who are under the age of 18.
0: Okay. The agent contacts the occupier of a property to arrange a suitable time and ensure the occupier and attendee are not symptomatic, self-isolating, or under quarantine before attending. Okay, so that's common sense, isn't it? Like you would ask those questions, they're straightforward. Occupiers of the property are required to leave for one of the permitted reasons under the stay at home directions during an inspection. Occupiers of the property are required to leave. So the owner leaves the property, correct? and allows all
1: the tenants
0: or the tenant and that's not a bad idea everyone because we don't think that uh owners that double up as salespeople end up being such a great idea to be honest with you (laughs) and i remember leah i'll never forget it watkins street newtown 30 years ago where my vendor decided that he would be my co-pilot on the inspection it was a second inspection (laughs) It was going to be the record price in Newtown, a two-story beautiful renovated terrace. And then the vendor said, and I've got to let you know, you know, people wink about the pub up the road, but as far as I'm concerned, by 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, it's all quiet and they're all done, and it's only Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and that was the end of that sale. (laughs) Okay so owners of the property are required to leave the agent must must make sanitizer available at all inspections and require to use it prior to entry on the property yes good idea stock up Shh, just spray everywhere spray them on their face if you like spray 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 okay that's straightforward. The property property should be ventilated and include the opening of all internal and external doors at all times during inspections. So get in there early, open up the doors, let the fresh air out, turn the lights on, be an agent that makes the home look good, but let air in. Face coverings must be worn at all times by all the attendees and the trendy ones in the middle of Victoria, right there in Turak and uh, South Yarra will wear their black ones. Of course, you'll always wear your black ones because the black ones are a status signal as well as a protection mechanism, right? Everyone else, you wear the cheap paper ones. Okay, face coverings... I like the pink ones. You like the pink ones? Now, can I yeah. ask you, Leah, have you got used to, have you got used to wearing the mask yourself?
1: No, it's, it's foreign. It's strange. It's odd. No. Because yeah.
0: they tell they me, they tell me with glasses, it's even more complicated. Apparently, you know, they steam up. It
1: fogs up. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. There you go. There you go. It pays to have good eyesight. It'll save you in a crisis. <laughs> Okay, uh, agents must ensure any surfaces touched during, during an inspection are disinfected by the agent at the completion of the inspection, yes?
1: Yes, okay. absolutely. That's- so wiping down door handles, doorknobs, benches, those sort of things, yep.
0: Okay, and by the way... This is the time you can be the picky teacher. Don't touch, Mr. Buyer. Don't put your hand on that. Don't touch, don't (laughs) open the cupboard. Okay, any necessary. Now, here's an interesting one which you're gonna add value to, and that is that we believe it's gonna be okay, but we don't have the guidelines. Any necessary marketing services, example, photography, videography, stylus are limited to two people the one agent and one service provider. So the agent and the videographer. But Leah, what we know is this is at a top level and what's actually happening that's gonna be further clarification. There's guidelines that come into play when? Tonight or midnight, whatever?
1: Yeah, so the, the, there'll be new directions that will come out. There'll be direction 17, I think from memory. And the REAV has a meeting tomorrow morning with um, government just to confirm everything and then we'll have clear clarity on these things, because that additional note has come out late this afternoon and early evening, so we still need to get some further clarification on that.
0: Okay. The agent keeps records of all inspections or marketing activity undertaken, including necessary contact details of attendees. That's common sense. You get the details of all the people, so that will help with contact tracing. I presume that's agents what
1: should be able to contact tracing better than others.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and then we've got minimize minimize the touching of surfaces with the property by by turning on lights and opening all cupboards, drawers, and windows and door. Minimize the touching of surfaces within the property by turning on lights. Okay, so it's what it's basically saying there is you know, just avoid touching as many things as possible. And um, that all makes common sense. Now, Leah, what happens, what happens like listing presentations and appraisals Mm. has come up a lot, right? Um, Has come up a lot. And from what we know, that that hasn't been touched on today in any of the uh, communication.
1: No, so it's still a grey area. There isn't any clarity or confirmation that appraisals can be completed in person. So for those that are doing appraisals via Zoom, there's certainly those, those processes can, can certainly can continue, but you're not going to be able to physically go there to do a listing appraisal at this stage, but that's not to say that it's not going to change in the coming days.
0: Okay, and um, may I ask Leah, Your understanding of the communication that the government is having with the REIV, can I ask you, what are the next steps? Like, is there a meeting tomorrow at some point?
1: Yeah, so there is a meeting tomorrow that Gil King, the CEO, will um, attend. And that was was part of our conversation with government early this morning, that there would be a briefing on clarifying any queries that we had after the Premier's announcement and also following the directions because there are some additional points. So the main one that seems to have come up is with regards to it's only these inspections are only for residential properties. So for rental properties or for sale properties. Commercial and industrial have been left out. So we want clarification and we want to see those two areas added to these allowance for private inspections.
0: Okay. And Leah, can I ask you about um you can't go from Melbourne to a regional part of Victoria to show a property and vice versa?
1: So as an agent, if you have business in regional Victoria, but you're located in Metro Melbourne, you can. At this stage, we understand you still have to have work permits in place because that hasn't changed. But if you're a prospective buyer or a prospective tenant, you cannot transfer or or, um, move from... Or inspect travel I suppose is the better word travel from Metro to regional to view the property physically you can only view those properties online
0: okay now can I ask you Leah going to the office um, you can yep. go to the office to get things that you need you know you you I don't know you you you, you, you may have to go in to pick up a submission kit and get something bound. Mm -hmm. You might have to go in to pick up keys of a property because that's where they're held at the office, right? Um, Can I confirm you can go to the office?
1: Yeah. So if you can work from home, you have to still continue to work from home. My 15 year old said to me this afternoon, seeing mummy, you've had eight weeks off holidays, I'm assuming you're going back to work tomorrow. Um, I said, no, no, it doesn't quite work like that. So we can go to the office and we can collect keys, we can collect a file, uh, we can then go to a private appointment, do what we need to do and we we'll go back to the office. So very very much the same as what all the PMs have been doing for the last eight weeks.
0: Okay, now Leah, um, while that's happening, I'm having a look here on Facebook because there's, uh, there's 300 people uh, on there um, as we speak right now. And I'm just I thought late. you were going
1: to say tell me are three hundred questions.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm hoping that there's not three hundred <laughs> questions because I actually think that we whatever we know we've covered. But I'm having a look here. Is it, You know, thanks, Leah, for appearing tonight. Trevor Bowen, great guy. That's the uh, Buxton Agent of the uh, Year, um, who, by the way, is a full time. He's a full time. He's a full time um, fireman. Believe it or not. A full-time fireman. Yeah, yeah. got Salesman of the Year. Also, I want to thank Ben Slawitzka from CoreLogic RP Data who sent me a heap of information. I want to thank you, Benny. Can a photographer travel from metro to regional? Can a
1: I don't know yet. Yeah. No. So we, we should know some more around photography because it's been a, a big issue today um, in the next 24, 48 hours.
0: Okay, well guys and girls, Leah's gonna head off now and what I'm gonna do is spend the next 10 minutes giving you some tips on private inspections on how to actually bunch them because I can tell you what I learned from the New Zealand experience and from other people I've been speaking to on how they can get the benefits of an open for inspection without doing an open for inspection if they intelligently coordinate appointments. I'm also going to give you some techniques to uh, ask questions buyers at, at a buyer appointment to close them because I'm, I'm convinced. Leah, I'm convinced that a real estate agent, look, I have to say it would be ideal in the next few days that we get clarification on appraisals, right? Because I do think that you can do, you can do a fair bit of work using Zoom um to Mm -hmm. do 80% of an appraisal, but I do think there's something and it's called emotional contagion where two people meet, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, that you can't get in a Zoom and I think it makes Mm -hmm. the difference in a listing presentation, right? Plus, of course, the fact that you see the property, right? See the property. But, Leah, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add? Thank you for everything that you've done, by the way, because, you know, like... You know, if there was ever a year that the REIV president would say, hey, uh, you know, don't pick that year, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? That that, that 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 was it. But, I mean, you know what it is? Like uh, adversity brings out leadership. You guys have done a tremendous job. And I know that you've got great engagement with the REIV awards that are coming up uh, soon. I've had a lot of people, you know, hitting me up for references and all sorts of stuff. So I can only engage, you know, that it must be... uh um, uh, it must be very soon, I presume, is it yeah I'll yeah it. Uh,
1: next month, middle of next month.
0: Yep. Is there anything else yep. you need to add and then we'll let you go get- um,
1: just just a really important point that private inspections cannot be advertised on realestate.com or real estate dot com or or um, domain or any the portal, so they're just private and they they cannot be advertised as an open.
0: Okay, so um, on all your marketing, it will say inspect by appointment
1: yep, absolutely.
0: Inspect by appointments. There's also,
1: sorry, there's also a qu- couple of questions regarding styling. Is styling allowed?
0: Yeah, we touched on that, Susan. So okay. we think it is, but we're going to get clarification tomorrow.
1: Yep. Yeah, same with photographers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, any? Is there any other questions, Susan? That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, listen. Um, Are the kids going to school tomorrow? I didn't (laughs) check that one up. No? No,
1: mine is still on holidays. I think until the middle of October, late October. But it is school. Not not holidays, but homeschooling. Yeah, we're we're still in the holidays for another week in Victoria.
0: Oh, so the school holidays are in Victoria right now. Yeah. Okay, Leah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Ah, Thanks for having me. Great work. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, so guys and girls, what I'm going to do now is just share with you a couple of things that I think are going to help you with your inspections because I'm saying you're going to have to get super smart. And tip number one, guys and girls, is you've got to sit down logistically and say, hey, on a Saturday, on a Saturday, number 12 Smith Street, you know what's going to happen? You're going to put it in your diary that you know that you'll be there from two o'clock to three o'clock. You're not gonna advertise that on realestate.com or domain, but what you're gonna do is when you're organizing buyer appointments, you're gonna say to buyers, hey, I've got a slot from two o'clock to 2.15 available. Do you wanna take that? No, you don't? Okay, would you want the 2.15 to 2.30 slot, right? End of story. You, in your head, work out, hey, I can do four slots there. What other things you can do is say to people, you'll be in your car and what I'll do is, I'll text you when it's your turn to come up, right? A little bit like what they were doing with the COVID test the first week when it happened in Australia with medical centers. They'd say, sit outside, we'll text you when it's your turn, right? That's the next thing. Next, I wanna share with you a slide, if I can, that's gonna show you some basic techniques to close at your private inspection. So what I'm gonna do is bring this up here, if I can. Let's see, if I can, yes, I can. Gonna close that, just bear with me. This slide here will help you. Let's go here, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Yes, we do, we've got it there. Susan, I'll bring this up here. Here we go. There we go. We're going to share this slide here. All right. So, gang, the art of private inspections. Here we go. Number one, create scarcity. Create scarcity. And what do I mean by that? If you have an appointment at two o'clock on a property, have another person there at say, you know, 220, allows you time to do your cleaning, right? But when the other buyer walks out, they can see that there's another person there. It's called social proof. People want to have what others are choosing as well. So that's one of the great things about private inspections. Now, some of the questions that you've got to use, get ready. When you're at a property, you need to do some microclizers, right? Here they are. Do I sense you like it? This is if they're showing signs that they like it. How would you feel living here is your next question. What would you like most about this home? What do you like most about this home? What would you use this room for? Are you interested or would you like me to help you own it is your closing question. Guys and girls, you're going to have to start putting on the wills of being a salesperson at these private inspections than just being, you know, that person at an open home like a David Jones salesman. Yeah, come here. Yeah, 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 right? This brings, by the way, your conversion rate is going to be high because what we clearly know is the amount of buyer to property appointments that was required dramatically closed with private inspection. So what we clearly know is that they're highly qualified people if they're coming out. And guess what? Josh Frydenberg has said, let's get rid of responsible lending Tore the 100 page document. You know what that means? Easy money to the market and cheap money. Guys and girls, we are going to have a great time. And that's the attitude you've got to go into real estate. Not the, oh, poor me. I've got to tell you, if there's one thing, I'm going to stop sharing this. If there's one thing I'm going to tell you, you've got to eliminate out of your life is complaining, complaining, complaining whinging and complaining. Even if you're an employee of a company, I'm telling you, it gets back to the bosses. Then they want to get rid of you. They hate complainers. Friends don't like complainers because after a while they think, shit, she's always negative. I don't want to hang around with her. Not only that, when you have complaining as your go-to strategy, you become a victim because what you're saying is, It's not my fault. I can't do anything about it. Stop whinging. Nobody cares. Anyway, guys and girls, let me run through some fundamentals that I think you've got to nail. We're back in business, and I'm just going to, I've taken some notes. Here they are. The first thing I want you to know is when you're selling in a crisis, whether you're in Melbourne or whether you're in Geelong or whether you're in, Perth, or whether you're in Double Bay, or whether you're in Mount Druid, or in South Australia, doesn't matter where you are. Here are my notes. Number one, you've got to master the fundamentals. And what are the fundamentals in real estate? Let me run through them. Number one, there is data collection. You've got to get good when you're new collecting data. People that own real estate in your area, that is a basic fundamental you've got to master. Number two, you've got to master a stay-in-touch strategy. How do you stay in touch with people? How often? What do you send them? The next one, buyer qualification. You've got to become very good at asking questions to buyers to work out are they a today buyer or are they a tomorrow buyer? Because the time you're gonna be spending is with people that are gonna make decisions now. And one of the things those of you in Melbourne should do is pick up the phone tomorrow, wake up early, forget about the COVID couch, forget about the pyjama slope. There is no reason right now why you're not back wearing your clothes out there working. And I've got to say to you, That buyer qualification questions you've got to be asking tomorrow are very simple. Are you buying or are you going to be sitting on the fence? Because I'm letting you know, you're probably going to cost yourself 20% price growth if you don't buy now. Money's cheap, pent up demand. Josh Frydenberg is saying, let's get rid of responsible lending. You're going to see a lot of buyers in the marketplace. It is simply just the greatest time we know to be trading in real estate. The next skill that you've gotta master in the fundamentals in real estate is a listing presentation. You've gotta have a listing presentation, guys and girls, that is so good that the owners give you a standing ovation and feel like in their heart, you're half a percent dearer, but you smash everyone else. Because if your listing presentation is the same as everyone else's, you know what happens in real estate? People, the vendors, your average vendor says, you're all the same your shit your shit your shit who is the cheapest of the shittest that is what people do the next thing is your basic fundamental vendor marketing you've got to have the ability to explain to an owner that if you give me 5 grand that that 5 grand might become 50 grand because we're gonna use that money to have more buyers. More buyers is more competition. More competition is pressure on prices. And I've gotta let you know that competition wins the gold at the Olympic games and competition gets top dollar in real estate. The next fundamental you've gotta master in real estate is closing. Yes, asking for the business asking people because you know like closing's an interesting one because the one thing that i gotta say a psychopath in real estate has got that an empathetic person doesn't have is the ability to close if there's one thing an empathetic compassionate person can take away from a psychopath is that they don't have this fear to ask for the business So they get the business. It's the one thing. So when you add a compassionate, empathetic, intelligent salesperson that has the ability to say to a vendor, by the way, I wanna ask you, what's gonna be staying with this property? The curtains, blinds, light fittings? Great, let me make a note of that because I wanna make sure that I've got everything covered. By the way, can I ask you, What times do you think this home's gonna look best on a Saturday, mornings or afternoons? Great, let me make a note of it. You see, what you're doing is you're doing these small assumptive closes that's leading you into a decision that they're gonna go with you. And I've gotta tell you, the reason why that works is as human beings, We don't like to move away from commitment and consistency. What that means is if we've committed minor yeses, we find as humans that it is wrong to then do a backflip. So what do good salespeople do? They've got a compassionate, empathetic view of a client, but they do ask for the business because I'm letting you know, the real money in real estate is for deal makers not for order takers. The next basic fundamental, guys and girls, that you've got to cover in real estate is vendor management. Because nearly every vendor thinks they've got a best-looking kid. And every vendor thinks that they've got the best home. And it is your job to not only introduce buyers to a property, but using that same period, the marketing campaign, to help vendors accept the reality of the marketplace. And then, of course, it's the scripts and dialogues, whether it's prospecting scripts and dialogues or whether it's, you know, um, vendor education or bioqualification. It's these words that you use over and over again. And I've got to say to you, if you master these basic fundamentals and then you understand that you have a listing presentation that has two things, emotional connection, it helps people get connected to you plus you show them a price maximization formula, you're going to get the business. End of story. So guys and girls, I hope that today, and by the way, I want to thank the people behind my board there who are people that I've aligned myself with, Anywhere Auctions, the best auction platform for you to be using in a world where now, Having people that can actually bid remotely is just going to stay with us forever, anywhere in Australia. And of course, VPA campaign agent. Man, man, every agent that I know that crushes it in marketing uses this product. And then of course, before you bid, check these guys out. Love them. And then of course, my favorite CRM system because all the best agents use it agent box. And um, I think I've covered, you know, all the sponsors there. Thank you guys and girls for supporting this Sunday night rant that was visited by the REIV president. And I want to let everyone know, Australia, we are now as a country officially open for business. But that doesn't mean that we go off and become unintelligent in the way that we do things. We continue to sanitize, we continue to social distance, and we continue to actually behave as a united group of people that is not sitting there spending all their time whinging and complaining. We focus on what we can do, not what we can't do. We focus on what's available, not what's missing. And we focus on what we're grateful for and not what we're pissed off about because no one cares if you're whinging. Remember that. It could be worse. Signing off.